Welcome back, everybody. Greetings uh, to Welcome to Not Funny Politics, uh, episode three for week three, February 11th. Now, we're here because we all need to go somewhere to laugh through the tears at the world around us that is falling apart. Because it's 2024, and we are heading for the most crucial election of our lifetime. Again, for real, we'll see. I'm just guessing, but I'm sure it is. Join us for the return of the Internet's best political discussion podcast, bar none. Joining me, Dr. John, in the discussion cage match arena are my co-hosts and debate interlocutors, Casey and Eric. Say hello, gentlemen. Hoi, hoi. Howdy. Hello. All right. Now, let us begin by checking the uh, we're fucked counter. That currently stands, as of the end of last week, it was at five, and then when I was going over the episode, I quickly realized we've jumped one to six. So there we are. Now, we have uh, on to our topics, and we have determined by a roll of a dice that I will be honest, Casey does film himself rolling this, so we know he's not fudging the numbers. But topic one will go to Eric. Go. So uh, topic one is the Her Report, H-U-R, uh, I believe Robert Her, um, released his, he was the special counsel appointed uh, to investigate Biden's handling of the classified docs that were discovered shortly after uh, Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago was raided, I believe, um, or maybe in between the, you know, threat to and, and the actual raid, I forget now, but uh Biden was discovered to have classified documents, and I think Pence was also discovered at that time. Pence has already been cleared, if I'm not mistaken. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Evans. Um, I think so. But, yeah. Uh, Biden was essentially just cleared this week through the Her report. However, uh, there were several lines within the Her report that a lot of people took uh, umbrage with, including things that kind of dismissed uh, the president or his demeanor as sympathetic a uh, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory, right? Um, and kind of really portrayed him, I, I, I think, like on this, it's it said they couldn't guarantee beyond a reasonable doubt due to the fact that he would gain sympathy uh, in the court in likelihood. Um, so ultimately, no charges brought, but a few um, what can easily feel like, even whether or not it was, uh, partisan jabs within there. And so I guess I want to ask um, the two of you, at, at the moment at least, what do you think? Was this intended to be political kind of uh, fuel on the fire sort of language? Or is this just a very thorough report detailing why they did not bring charges? Now, I'm going to say this. I heard, I heard a couple takes on this one. And... I will say that the most succinct take that I thought was really fascinating was that Biden technically made this worse. He obviously was quite pissed off about certain things. You're talking about his response, right? His his uh, response. Yes. I'm I'm talking specifically about his response here and that he was quite pissed off about some of the things. Now, he did go out and make sure to emphasize in that press conference he did. The distinctions between him and Trump, which I thought that was good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the her report very much laid out that there is a very distinct nature here. I think what he took a lot of umbrage with was the fact of not some of his age, but the idea that he didn't remember his dead son's um, mm-hmm. date of, you know, when it happened, um, right. which 
I, I am sympathetic to the idea that that's, you know, calling him a, a, an old man with bad memory. Guess what? Everybody has bad memory. I don't necessarily think that's necessarily a disqualifier, though. The way he responded to it has made me open up to the idea that he does. The age problem is getting more getting worse, to be quite honest. And I because do think that I do think. Skin? Well, I think it got under his skin. And I do think that is a, an important aspect of this. And I do think that generally the report, as I have understood and heard it, seems very fair. I do think that the age gap, the gauge gap thing, whatever it was, might have been a shot. But I don't think it was meant to be, as I understand it, it was not meant to be a an intentional jive because one of the things that the report was charged with undertaking was state of mind, mens rea state of mind of the of the person involved in it because that's part of the accusation to get trump okay and so when you take that into account that that was part of the scope of the report understanding the comments about his memory is not out of bounds as it may seem so you don't feel that hers report was political so much as thorough no i think it was a thorough and well done report and i think that the idea of where we might find that it does feel like it steps out of bounds when you consider the larger context of it i think it actually was not out of bounds at all. Casey? I, I think it was 100% political. And mm -hmm. let me tell you why I think okay. it was 100% political. Um, first off, her, well, it, it's, it's her, H-U-R, um, in case anyone's wondering. Um, um, Robert Her was appointed um, by, during the Trump administration, by Rob, Rolstein, uh, Rob uh, Rosenstein. I think that um, Her is most likely, I know they are supposed to, I know they're supposed to be um, unbiased in all their stuff, in all their dealings. However, um, it is very hard to always believe that under the Trump administration. Um, I do think that he is a Trump loyalist um, as part of the thing. And I think it was never meant to get Biden to court. I don't think there was ever meant to be that because everyone knows you wouldn't be able to bring Biden up on anything. What I think it was meant to do was to tarnish him. And it's written in such a way that it calls out such key points that will stick in everyone's mind with this age thing. And the sun, I think the sun piece was deliberately meant to enrage him because everyone knows that he flies off the handle when he gets upset with something. Mm -hmm. He's done it multiple times and it's exactly what happened. And it can help paint him in a poor light. Um, he attacked a Fox News reporter right off the bat in that press conference. Ducey. Um, Ducey. Um, I think Stupid that's what this... Bitch, if I'm not mistaken. He Right. But I, I think this that was the purpose of this, was to just to show, yes, we think he did it. We did it. He, we think he did it purposely, but he's also forgetful. So look at his age. And we can never bring him up on charges because he's too sympathetic because he's an old man. What's this old man going to do? And but it's enough that it becomes headlines and it sticks. Now, this would have been better to be an October surprise mm -hmm. versus a now, but in this moment of primary season stuff, this I mean, this is gonna be the talking point for the rest of the year. I mean, there's no, no way okay. everyone's you, well, talking about hold on, hold on one second, John. Do you feel to to John's point to take it further? How was Biden's response to it? Did that help the matter? Did no, that hurt it, the matter? It, it, it hurt well. It helped only in one way, and it shows that he's a fighter and he can try to stand up for himself. So it shows energy. He was very energetic during that press conference. However, it was not presidential, and he attacked he attacked Ducey, and he was very confrontational with everyone. 
And I and if I'm not mistaken, he mixed up some names in that. He was so upset yeah, he, he said did, wrong presidential the, the names. And so that just he goes just to show up. that his memory is not all there. Whether we like it or not, that's that was the headline of the story. And then he did this slip up. To me, it did exact this. This did exactly what it was supposed to do. No, I'm gonna. I, I disagree. First of all, we don't have any evidence that her is specifically politically motivated in his attempts. And if he really was, you're right. He would have dragged his feet and made this an October surprise. I think because this was called upon by Biden and his DOJ to clear him. This was specifically done in this way. The memory issue was pulled up specifically to 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 adjudicate his mens rea and state of mind. I don't think it's very flattering because I do think I don't think it's out of bounds. But I do think it's a very flattering. If he had come out in that press conference and simply made the point of issuing the differences between him and Trump that the report laid out very clearly and then made a joke about him being a doddering old man, it would have played so much better politically. He walked into a trap that he didn't have to. He set himself up and he created a situation that made himself look bad. First of all, he shouldn't have called that that press conference while being emotional to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, it may have made me think about his age. I will say that the idea was to make. But the thing is, I'm not so much concerned about if I was going to say him and Trump. I'm I would I'm less concerned about him because he has competent people surrounding him. But it does make me concerned that we need a plan B. And we don't we do need have one. I want it. Well, we only have two minutes left on this. Topic, I yep. just want to point out, I'm not saying that I think I don't want anyone who's listened to think I'm saying that the FBI is out to get him. Uh, I'm saying that I think this one particular person used this opportunity. Merrick Garland appointed him. And I think Merrick Garland appointed him on purpose because he's Republican um, in his um, political party. And he was appointed by Trump. So it helps show, look, I'm letting your own people investigate him. I'm not pulling in a Democrat. I'm trying to be as open as possible. All right, I think that's why he was there. Lightning round for the last minute and a half here. Um, is this going to matter in the fall? Yes. Will we still be talking about this moment? It yes. might. It might also, if it's spun, they can spin it. You can make this into something else completely if you played your cards right. However, I think the biggest problem is they've got to get up off their asses and start doing more. Well, the game is every- on. And every time he has a gaffe by saying the wrong person's name, every time this will come up. There'll be no yes. way around it. And Trump is going to try to turn it into it. There's going to be political ads. Sure. Biden's going to have to hold his temper his temper, and not lash out. And he's going to have to understand that OAN and um, Fox News and any conservative paper is going to try to bring this up to him on camera to invoke that response. You need to, you need yes. to play it off. You need to treat it as if the person asking it is the unserious one. You need to spin this in a way that turns it back on them and basically tells them, look, we're dealing with important stuff. You want to ask me a real question? Something like that. Something that actually turns it back and makes them look like they're the ones being frivolous. But if you do try to spin it and ask me an important question, the proper response is it's important to the American people and there's an election. That's fair. Don't say that. Say something else. I'm not your political speechwriter. He had a strategy a few months ago where he said, you know, he would get questions about his age or something and said, look at my record. Right. Look at my record. All right. There we go. So topic two, Casey, you're up. Sorry, gentlemen, had to cough there for a second. Um, Last week on Thursday, the 8th, 
There was a hearing by the Supreme Court to hear oral arguments on Trump's 14th Amendment case. This is stemming from um, in Colorado. Um, the state of Colorado is using the 14th Amendment to remove Donald Trump from the ballot. Other states have um, tried to do this, but their um, court system said, look, until the Supreme Court weighs in, we're not touching this. So everyone's eyes are on this case. So the Supreme Court heard um, oral arguments. It seems um, from listening, I listened to the whole, I think it was about two hours and 20 minutes of oral arguments, um, three different lawyers. Um, it seems from listening to it, it is probably going to be a unanimous, um, you cannot remove him via the 14th Amendment. There were various reasons, the three main reasons. Um, Kavanaugh was focusing on historical cases, trying to say there is no historical precedent to do this, that um, there's been no case of removing anyone for the 14th Amendment. Um, Katanji Jackson Brown um, had a lot of tough questions on them, basically saying, what right do we have to impose something that's ambiguous? Um, we the Supreme Court, that is, right? Right, we the Supreme Court. Um, if it is ambiguous, then we should always side with democracy, not with gut feeling. And then um, the other concerns that mm -hmm. almost every single um, justice had was how can one state have control over a federal election um, when this should be a federal matter? Um, you cannot say that certain people cannot um, be on a ballot. Now, there was pushback, obviously, by the lawyers. Lot states do this all the time. Um, some states will do it by your age. Some will do it by your um, what country you were born in. There's all different types of ways to say to limit who can and cannot be on a ballot. But you cannot use the 14th Amendment because we can't all agree on what an insurrection is. So no, my thought no, is that's not that's not the problem. It's not about whether it's insurrection. At no point did anybody say it wasn't insurrection. They, they, it's about self-executing. It's about being self-executed. Right. But they but they 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 purposely stayed away from the word insurrection. They didn't want to touch that. Because that opens that's up the whole thing. I know, they, but, they that does, say, but they didn't deny it. They didn't deny it. They said it's up to Congress. Congress needs to step well, in. They need to say, the last time this was implemented after the Civil War, Congress actually did implement a procedure to carry it out, but it expired. The problem yeah. now is that there's no way you could actually get Congress to do anything on this level to actually do this because we have people out there literally denying that this even happened because it's all performative for some people, right. particularly on the Republican side. But I think what it hopefully comes down to is what this ultimately boils down to is federal power versus state power. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. the problem is because Colorado has initiated this on their own, and it was not a unanimous. That was seven Democrats and four of them. Mm -hmm. agreed and so there are dissents in the idea of it and the idea is that if we allow this to go through and surrender federal power in the situation you just made what greg abbott's doing down in texas completely viable yeah that's why they're not going to side with this i don't think they're going right. to do this because they don't want to i do think that this will it's not play out for him start talking states rights oh, exactly yeah. this is where we're going to not but this is the exact same reason why i think well they would they narrow they it down to well, election only you're right and they, they would, but they would also probably. This is probably why they will punt. Oh, they on will the immunity punt. on the immunity, and they're going to try I, and punt on this one. They'll try and punt on this. I one. know. I think they're going to make a ruling on this one. I think yeah. on immunity, actually, they probably will actually have to do immunity. But and the ruling they're going to make on this is going to be a punt. That's what the ruling well, yeah. for this is going to be. The immunity one, I think they're going to be forced to have to say, President, 
cannot do anything. No, they, they won't be forced. If, they, if it happens on the immunity because of the uh, D.C. appeals co uh, court did such a fantastic job in writing their opinion, and that's why it took them so long to do it. They literally yeah. made it airtight. The only reason the Supreme Court is going to take this up at all is going to be ego. If they take yeah. it up, it's going to be ego. But that's where I think they're going to punt it, but also be making their decision. By by ignoring that one, by saying, nope, lower court rules, they punt it, but they make a statement going like, you don't have immunity. Well, see, this, this is the thing particular about case, though. I think that they are going to make a statement and they are going to say states can't make states cannot say who can and cannot be on yes. a federal ballot. There's no, also exactly. a lot of arguments over office. What yeah. the term officer that president is not mentioned. It's officer. Yeah, but the president is an officer, and that's mm -hmm. the problem that I think we need yeah. to just we need to, we need to strike and define that. In fact, if they make, do make a decision, I think they should firmly decide that the president is an officer. But in this case, it since it's not an, a federally executed situation, it should not like well, stand. They tried to, but um, not Gorsuch. Who was the one who took? Um, is it Gorsuch that took Garland's place? Um, I think it's Gorsuch. Yes, Gorsuch. Yeah. Every time the lawyer tried to get the definition definition of officer, Gorsuch shot it down. Be like, no, you're not going to be able to take this in another direction. I'm asking you this question, and you will answer okay. this question. Well, um, but here's, but the thing, I, here's the thing about the Supreme Court that's interesting. The Supreme Court will normally takes up cases to be the referee when there is dispute. Yeah. With the immunity case, there literally is no real dispute. And yeah. so they will either issue a cert, which takes four justices, which is where they will uh, do take it up. And if they issue a stay, which is to delay the trial, they need five, which I don't think they can get. Yeah. If they do um, do a cert, the trial can still go ahead. This means that they may get to rule in on it later. So I don't think they have the votes to first of all get a stay, unless there's just unless the Supreme Court really is filled with egomaniacs, which hmm. you know, let's not go there. That's a debate. This whole thing. Eric, go. He puts something in there. I. I don't I mean I I kind of want them to to prevent it for the same reasons right the moment you start kind of providing that leeway for states to interfere with federal kind of law and legislature it really becomes concerning so I I would rather I would rather vote Donald Trump out of the the White House so to speak or away from the White House or Katanji Jackson you know ideally yeah. you know because I I I don't know because in taking him off the ballot of like, let's say Colorado and then Maine, you have the potential of other places taking Biden off and then you have tit for tats or you just have the simple fact that someone now has, you know, a, a handicap, you know, in terms of getting to the delegates that they need, which, you know, electoral and, colleges may be a different argument at that point. Um, and, 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 and that's one of her examples. We'll probably get is, to but, that, yeah. That's one of her examples is what if a swing state three days before the election decided, nope, we're going to, we're going to vote and say that you're null. You can't be on here. Right. I mean, isn't that election. ballot tampering? Isn't that, you know, vote, yeah. isn't that election fraud at that point? To some now she, they did bring up something interesting that, well, one, if they vote to do, to not allow this, they're basically saying the 14th amendment doesn't really apply anymore. And we should just right. get rid of the 14th amendment. The only other way that it would apply is you would have to have Congress do it. And they do say Congress should do this, but that opens up a can of worms. What happens if a full section Democratic three, Congress... not the 14th Amendment, it's the section three. Okay, section three. Truthfully, um, I wish this this were being brought after the immunity were decided. Because yeah. the truth is he should not be immune either. He should be able to stand trial. But as of right now, he is not a convicted anything. He yeah. is an indicted, 
but he is not convicted right. and therefore well in a in a federal uh trial not in the civil trials yeah. civil trials he's been convicted he is convicted so or, a rapist or, yeah assault. so but but to the federal you know um the the federal charges that he faces the felony you know and uh, indictments that he has he has not been convicted on those yet yeah. and so i feel like i I want this question to be answered when he is convicted of being treasonous on January 6th. You know, that's, that's the ideal scenario for us to then have the debate. Is he, is he from off the, uh, is he off the, the bout at that point? It's to me, it's a pretty clear yes, but now there's actual reason to say it other than we feel he did this. We saw him do this. But he is not convicted for it. it. It's a weird gray area to me because yes, we the, all saw what happened, but he's also still not. But even by the Supreme Court's ruling, like you would, ha- Republicans could. He's then, not immune, right? He's not immune. But I'm talking about the the here the the insurrection piece. You could have Republicans just start throwing um, tr- court cases after the next Democratic president and just find Absolutely. one that convicts, and then be like, "This is why we're going to not have you in Florida, or whatever." Um, I do want to say it gets tit for tat. It gets real tit for tat. Yeah, the Supreme Court. This doesn't end well. I don't know. Yeah, well, it it does. From heaven, the (laughs) Supreme Court mentioned in there one of I don't remember which one mentioned. Well, then the Congress should do it and say that you can't. But that opens up a dangerous game because you've just given Congress the idea to then go. Well, we know this person Hillary's going to run next time, so we're going to go on and say that Hillary can't be on the thing because we have the majority or super majority and block people. Um, I want to say that I am 100% in agreement they should allow him to be on the ballot. As much as I don't want him on the ballot, they should allow we, him. We have opportunities to beat him. We should all do it. Yeah, exactly. All right, there we go. So topic three goes to me. It's the question, What do what does the Republican Party really stand for anymore? And I say this because um, it used to be a party dominated by conservatism. Um, and that really took place firmly in control of the party starting around 1981, 1980 with the election of Ronald Reagan and the administration of Ronald Reagan from 1981 to 1988 or 89, somewhere in there. 89 is when Bush took over. Uh, and th- here's some things. Here are the core principles of conservatism. Some of them, individual freedom, limited government, rule of law, fiscal responsibility, and free markets. Now, here's the problem. If we look at MAGA, which is, you know, the new uh, Donald Trump version of Republican Party, they are pro-border control, anti-multiculturalism, anti-globalism, protectionist economics, which goes against the free markets. They seem to be pro-insurrection, pro-January 6th, so that's not very rule of law. They seem to be very pro-government interference, and they seem to be election deniers. So what does the Republican Party stand for these days? What do you think? What do Man. they think it stands for, or what does? Well, it I want. I honestly for? want to ask some conservative friends of mine these questions. But I'll start with you guys. What does the Republican Party Eric, stand for? First. What do you think they stand for? Man, do you still think I, they stand for those conservative values, or have they moved on to something else completely? I think. I think they still think they stand for those values that you mentioned, but they do so in a very sensationalized way, and by that I mean they're always looking for something to kind of tag onto and. The party itself, the in general, doesn't matter from what frac- faction of it, if you will, um, is very driven by the um, 
to be to be kind of just anti whatever someone else is right a, a contrarian if you will oh yeah right they really in, embrace in every, the contrarianism and so it's really in a, it's a less conservative party and it's more contrarian party which is why you see things like the border flops that we saw this week as well and the flip flops that is yeah. um you have a lot See, that's of even them against their own part that's even them against yeah. their own beliefs and, yeah. and as as we see the the democrats work across the aisle whether you want to believe that or not go for it i don't care but like as we see more and more things kind of fail because one party simply wants to say no and not necessarily present their ideas to come forward from that end, then then I don't know what they are anymore. I don't know that they can be classified conservative anymore so much as just anti, anti-culture, right? They're, they get really upset and they're, they're very concerned with how people are treating them. And well, they're constantly. Be, oh, that's something I didn't so, mention. They're also grievance-driven now. Yeah, grievance-driven. That's a great way to say it. I, I think I need. I think we need to define it a bit more because I don't like just saying conservatives. Mm-hmm. I think well, that's needs, what I'm saying. I'm saying the Republican Party really isn't conservative right. anymore. But right, I think we True. need to. Defi- I think we need to break Republican down because I don't think it's too. Too well, I'm just saying really that the, their dominant ideology. Within. I'm saying well, the but, dominant but, ideology but, of the Republican Party for the last. 40 years has been conservatism. So right. what and is I, it and now? Then, what is the dominant element? But that's now? what I'm saying. I think I think Republican classic is still <laughs> conservative. So the Rick Perhaps, Wilsons. Yeah. I think they are still, and the Mitt Romneys, they are still conservative, the normal conservative values. I think we've got the MAGA faction. They are they are extremist conservative values. They are conservative to like a religious cult extremism of God says this, therefore it is strictly that. Um, and then I think there is a middle group that like the um who's the guy who's um campaigning for um Nikki Haley? Um Sununu. Sununu. Sununu is the middle group mm-hmm. where he doesn't he's not full-on MAGA, but he's not Romney conservative. Because Romney conservative is like, I'll vote for Joe Biden. I will not vote for Trump. So Nunu goes, I will vote for Nikki Haley. I will not vote for Trump. But if Trump gets the nominee, I'll vote for Trump because he gets things done, whereas Biden doesn't. That's the excuse they and use. I, to, that's what they right, tell but themselves. But I think that's, that's the middle one where he's like, he's trying to straddle the line. But I think the end of the day, you've got MAGA conservatives, which is the extremist, and then you've got Republican classic, which is actual conservatism, which is okay. But which one's in charge? Well, the extremists are only in charge right now. The primary voters are in charge, and that's really the the issue at hand. Yeah. And it's been a kind of a primary voter driven party for. I, I want to say since the Tea Party, right? Yeah. That was when we saw the primary. Well, you know, Michelle Bachman told uh, uh, Boehner when he was speaker that when he told her no, she said, right. well, I'll just go on Fox News and make yeah. it. Yeah. And it, and it became Hostage all about it's, their, it's the Taliban their reputation versus, you know, pursuing a political, you know, ideology. Yeah. Well, that's just the thing. They, they are a political ideology. This is something I, I heard the other day. I know I shared this, but the idea of the Democrats, someone said the difference between the Democrats and the Republicans is the Democrats are a coalition and the Republicans are an ideology mm. in the sense that they follow some sort of ideological bent. Now, whatever that might apart. be changes, Yeah, you know, 
I think I think their I think their 2020 platform was incredibly telling when when it was when it was dedicated to the idea of they had no platform. Their platform was whatever Donald Trump wants. And that's what they've become. This is where we get into the whole idea of, you know, the cultish elements of things is that, well, you know, what do you what what do you actually stand for? And that varies Mm -hmm. from like day to day. You know, week to week. I think the tell is a true conservative would do what's right for the country. The MAGA side will do what's right for Trump or for themselves. I like that. That's really well put, Casey. I think that's an excellent way of of looking at it, too. Yeah, Yeah. that's why that's why I always have a problem with people to say Republicans, because we now have to because of the breakdown, we have to say Republican classic or whatever the new party will ultimately be. But well, see, when I see Republican, I mean who? Party. When I say I know Republican, saying, I mean but... I mean it as an ideological, as who is in the contriver seat, because that's the difference between saying a conservative and a liberal. Well, there are liberal conservatives, and there, you know, those are things that change the the across the spectrum and can be slightly different. But you know, you get it. What yeah, I'm we're, we're we're just well, we're in a weird place in the country who are who are the classic republicans i mean because i think they're not in the republican party anymore i think we keep seeing a shift right over the last eight years now if you will at this point of you know of of the trump era of really just kind of this this they're becoming independent and and grabbing up everyone else well what's they're becoming where's john Kasich? where's like you know where are some of these Profiles well, Kate, my understanding is Kasich still says that he's Republican. Rick Wilson, I believe, still says he's Republican. Sure. No, he's Has actually. He, I think he's given up on it. Now. Did he? Has he become independent now? He, he he doesn't. I don't think he. I don't think he's an independent because I don't think he associates with any party. But uh, I believe from what I last thing I heard about him was that he'd kind of like given up on well, like Essie Cup is still Republican. She still considers it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are a lot the, of them out there. It's just the problem is. Their voices aren't the ones that we hear. No, they're not. They're not. They, the they have been marginalized. Yeah, and I think the the bulk of the true Republican classics aren't the people who are in Congress. It's the people who are going to the ballots. No, they've been primary. They've been primary out of their jobs. Primary. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, and the primaries don't help them get their voice across. Well, and honestly, not... if they were smart, the true Republican classics out there in the American populace, if they're smart. They would just stay away from primary time. If you really don't want Trump there, let the crazies go out there and vote for Trump. And then on actual election day, you just come out in full force and vote for Biden. That's the thing is that that's the tribal issue that I think a lot of them have a hard time. They want to vote Republican. They don't want to vote Democrat, which you're most likely going to do your best to have them do is have them stay home. But I think and deprive the Republican party of your vote, because to be honest, the only way that any kind of change is going to happen is they need to lose and they need to lose badly. And they need to keep losing until they figure it out. It's like a, it's like an animal that's just misbehaving, you know? Mm. I mean, if they, if they lose badly, we're going to, they have to keep losing badly. Yeah. But when in this election, if they lose badly, there's really high likelihood that there will be outrage and riots across the country. Or at least in some major cities, whether we like it or not, it is a, I don't it think is a reality gonna... <laughs> we have to face. I, I I'm not don't saying know. like massive murders, but I'm just saying like there will be some riots and stuff. Will there be those if he wins? If he wins? No, I don't think there on will the be. If he... No, I don't, I don't think, think there be... will be if he wins on the other side. I think Democrats will be more willing to accept that this sucks and we need to change things at the state level. 
I don't so know. You mean they actually believe in democracy is what you're yes. basically trying to say. Yeah, but if we if we are convinced this is the end of democracy, then I think there's plenty of people who are. What does even that even if he got even if he got elected, I don't think it's the end of democracy. I think still time will have to tell, but it it'll be tough. All right. Well, as we end on that down note, uh, do we have any political predictions for the week? Ooh, for this week. Um, Eric, you go first. I need to think of one. Hmm. Well, I don't have a prediction. I just yeah, have a, it'll it. be it'll be interesting to see now that Charlie Sykes is no longer doing the bulwark. It'll see it'll be nice to see how Tim runs the show now. That's not really a prediction, but I think he'll do well. So there's my prediction. I am going to predict that we will see another Republican bill fail. And <laughs> they'll try to bring something forward, save face, and it'll fail again. I think Trump will on the 12th, because he has until the 12th to appeal to the Supreme Court to get them to look at the immunity thing. I think he's going to do it on the 12th, mm. which is Monday. Mm. And I think by Friday, they will have denied it. You think, I think, you, you, think already... Alina, you think Alina Hava is going to get Ooh. that or whoever he's got lawyering for him? This one will uh, get that done in time. Yeah, I think they'll get it done in time, but I think the Supreme Court's already made the decision that they're going to let the, the lower court do it, and we're going to see a record fast, oh, hell no, and they're going to die by Friday. There you go. Okay. There you go. Well, there we go. So um, I, we hope we have informed you folks. Uh, hope you've at least minimally been entertained. Scared, very likely, um, but welcome to the party. Let's try <laughs> to laugh through the tears. So subscribe to us in our new feed uh, found in uh, in the show notes. This is the last time we'll be cross-platforming. Uh, like and comment. Uh, Casey, where can they chat us up? If you would like to send us some messages via the old email, let us know your questions, comments, concerns. Ask us a question. We'll read it live in our podcast. You can write to us at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com. You can find us on Insta at not underscore funny underscore guys underscore presents on Twitter as notfunnyguyspod and on Blue Sky as the Not Funny Guys. All right. Thank you very much, both of you gentlemen. Uh, until next week. Now that Charlie is not going to be with us, but I'm sure Tim will keep it up. I will right. say this. We will do this again. I hope. <laughs>